This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morrow, everybody. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. You know, my uh, my uncle John is uh, listening. He reminded me about the gift that we gave for the christening. Is it really a free meal if you give a cash gift? Probably not. But you would give the gift anyway, right? You'd at least get a good meal out of it. And the meal was good. I thought it was great. All right. Um, a lot to get to here. Uh, a story out of Texas that I find pretty disturbing. But first, I, I have to mention the passing of a television icon. A woman who was not only a real beauty, but I think a tremendous comedic talent has passed away one day before her 77th birthday. No more uh, will we get to enjoy the delightful comedic overtures of the great Suzanne Summers. Well, this is typical, getting a girl pregnant. Only a man would do a thing like that. <laughs> I always make sense. You're just not smart enough to understand me. <laughs> Look, Larry's in a real vulnerable place right now. No, he's not. He's in his apartment. <laughs> oh, honey, what happened? You and Madeline didn't get along, huh? No. I took her home and she started kissing me and kissing me and kissing me and wouldn't let up. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> So, unfortunately, she passed away one day before her 77th birthday after a lengthy battle with cancer. She was The family was gathered to celebrate her birthday today, and instead they're going to get together and celebrate her extraordinary life. And they put out a statement, the family did, thanking her millions of fans and followers who loved her deal, dearly. Her husband, Alan, and her son, Bruce... Uh, were were there with her at the time. In July, Summers posted on Instagram letting her followers know about her ongoing battle with breast cancer. She said, as you know, I had breast cancer two decades ago, and every now and then it pops up again, and I continue to bat it down. This is not new territory for me. I know how to put my battle gear on, and I'm a fighter. She really was something. Now, I, I think she first, she had done some other things in terms of modeling and some bit parts in both television and stage shows. And really, I mean, she really was one of the most beautiful women in the world. So it's easy to see her getting work where when she's beautiful. I think the, the film that that first put her on the map with anyone was American Graffiti where she's the blonde in the White Thunderbird, American Graffiti, the George Lucas classic, right before Star Wars, she was the blonde in the White T-Bird, who, if I'm not mistaken, it was Richard Dreyfus that was obsessed with her and spends the whole night in a really, and I love that picture, American Graffiti, and not just because of the radio element with Wolfman Jack, but he spends the whole night trying to track down that White T-Bird and Suzanne Somers. That was her. And, you know, her. she had sort of an ignominious end to her tenure with Three's Company. 
as I understand, at least this is what's been publicly reported, she was being paid $30,000 an episode. And this is 1980. This is when $30,000 was $30,000. And she wanted a salary increase. And this is something that I think her uh, husband had urged her to seek. And look, I think she deserved it. But she wanted a salary increase from $30,000 an episode to $150,000 an episode. She wanted to be paid the same as John Ritter, as well as 10% of the show's profits. They wouldn't go along with that, and she left the show. And she she had some peaks and valleys. She did a lot of other TV shows. She was on a sitcom that I really enjoyed which was geared towards younger people, uh, step-by-step, where she was Patrick Duffy's wife. That went on for a while. She was terrific on that. She had a short-lived talk show, which did not do so well. But she was actually on step-by-step longer than she was on Three's Company. She was on step-by-step for all of seven, seven or eight years. But one of the things with Suzanne Summers, like a lot of people, and I guess maybe this was true of William Shatner prior to Boston Legal, she almost became better known for being a personality than for the acting that she was doing. She certainly did do a lot of acting. She had a small part in the film uh, Serial Mom, which was very funny. She did some other films. She did some other uh, TV shows. But she became better known as kind of an infomercial pitch lady. She wrote many books. I guess you'd have to say her claim to fame was the thigh master, which I think a lot of people do take issue with how effective that actually was, given the parameters that uh, that she suggested. But part of the reason people were so eager to buy it was because of the way Suzanne Summers looked. And she said this is what she did to get that incredible physique. Everyone bought the thigh master and she was great at selling it, not only on QVC and the Home Shopping Network, but she would go on talk shows. She would go on uh, Arsenio or The Tonight Show. And she would really effectively sell this product. Now, one of the things that you're going to hear, I, I think one of the things that happens with people when they die is they spend a day or two mourning them and celebrating them. And then they look at the more controversial aspects of her life. She said a lot of controversial things. She was one of these people, I almost put her in the Carol Alt category. I'm not saying Carol Alt subscribes to any of these beliefs, but uh, or the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. category, where she said and, and advocated a lot of things when it came to health that were out of the medical mainstream. One of the things that she was really into was bioidentical hormones, and she wrote a whole book, Ageless the naked truth about bioidentical hormones. And a lot of doctors were took issue with that. And they said that the treatments that she was advocating for, especially for menopausal women, were not only not effective, they believed that they were harmful. She also was a big advocate for alternative cancer treatments. And her book about that and the alternative cancer treatments that she pursued for herself was heavily criticized by the American Cancer Society. My view is, I think she really did believe this. I really think she was helping people. Whether she was or not, I I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. But I I can't speak to any of the controversial aspect of what she said. 
I will just say uh, she was a, I think, a comedic genius. I think her role as Chrissy on Three's Company was just outstanding. Now, I need your full name. Christmas Snow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, and snow is a fun part of Christmas, isn't it? Now, your real name, please. Christmas Snow. That is my real name. It's my dad's name, too. I see. Your father's name is Christmas. Father Christmas? No, it's Snow. But he's not Christmas. He's Reverend. Well, really, he's Luther, but nobody ever calls him that. I see. I was named Christmas even though I wasn't born on Christmas Day because my dad said that I was the best present he ever got. Oh, yes. All right. I'll put that down. Christmas... Snow? Nobody ever calls me Christmas, though. Well, in school, they used to they used to call me Christmas Eve and Christmas Sale and Christmas Stocking. <laughs> Even Xmas, but now... Now, everybody just calls her Chrissy. C-H-R-I-S-S-Y. Oh, now, I... Uh, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y. My mother said it's a good thing I wasn't born in June because then I'd be named after Father's Day, and when my dad introduced me, he'd say, meet my daughter, Father. <laughs> So uh, she's going to be missed.